to continue abusing women for years and years until he said things they disagreed with. Remember, part of this whole story is that this was a, an open secret. Everyone knew this was happening. That's what the media is saying. But if everyone knew it, the media must have known it. And it yes, that, that, that's part of the callouts. There's there's callouts towards the BBC, towards MTV, and towards Channel 4 in Dispatch. Because, yeah, it looks really bad. It looks really bad when you had someone who had, again, a well-known industry secret who had preyed upon both staff and, and guests to shows where there are multiple accusations at this point of raping, grooming, pedophilia, that kind of stuff. That's, uh, that's, that's really bad. It's clear who the real enemy is. The rapists. Danny Masterson is an actor who most people haven't thought about for a long time, if at all. What, are you going to start by defending Danny Masterson? <laughs> I mean, this is a new video. That one's, oof, that could be a spicy take. Uh, by all accounts, his career peaked all the way back in 2006 with the conclusion of the sitcom That 70s Show. But a few years ago, all of a sudden, Masterson's name was everywhere. That's because in March of 2017, the year that the uh, hashtag MeToo movement began in earnest, Masterson was accused of sexual assault by three women. In response, without waiting for a trial, Netflix summarily fired Masterson from his role as a series regular on one of their uh, shows. And three years later, in the summer of 2020, Masterson was formally charged with three rapes in Los Angeles, a jurisdiction that, of course, believes all women. Prosecutors said that one rape occurred in 2001, another in early 2003, and a third in late 2003. Now, right off the bat, the timeline raises some obvious questions. For one thing, how is it possible to prove a rape beyond a reasonable doubt, 20 years after the fact. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, man. I was I was just being a little strange out of the gates there. I didn't think you were actually going to open up with a Masterson defense. That's that's how you're in. This is your lead into Russell Brand? This this one's kind of done with. <laughs> what the fuck? Have you, have you not noticed that Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are kind of getting dragged for trying to do a whole, like, well, okay, fine, the evidence does point towards him doing the rapes and everything, and he's guilty, and he's been now about to be charged, and so he's going to be... Oh, sorry, sentenced. He's about to be sentenced. And so, uh, you know, he was a nice guy to us, though. He didn't rape me. I, I was not raped by him, so, you know, consider that when deciding how long he should spend in jail for raping those people. And then everyone was real upset when they saw that they had said that and then they basically you know wrote a song together and pulled up the ukuleles in the absence of any physical evidence of violence or drugging now you might think that the accusers must have had airtight stories but that's not true in this case in fact one of the accusers previously told authorities that masterson had not raped her she says that she only realized years later that she was raped she originally thought it was consensual and then years after the fact changed her mind all this explains why late last year, the jury deadlocked. There was a mistrial. According to the foreman on that jury, they were leaning towards acquittal on every count. And he said that the reason for that is that they found the stories from the accusers to be inconsistent, contradictory, and wow. implausible. But then just a couple of weeks later, um, a couple of weeks ago, I should say, as you might have heard, Masterson was put on trial again. And this time around... I was like, I think you're missing a lot of parts of this story didn't like again i wasn't covering this full time because i usually don't cover a lot of celebrity news unless it overlaps with issues like this so i guess my apologies for not doing the due diligence here but i thought scientology had actually started suing individuals in this case 
Uh, Danny Masterson said it made headlines in 2017 when he was first accused of sexual assault. He has since then pleaded not guilty after being charged in June 2020 with allegedly raping three women. Four women claimed in March 2017 that the 70 Show alum sexually assaulted them in the early 2000s. A fifth woman came forward in December 2017 claiming that while she was dating the actor, he repeatedly raped her. Three of the five alleged victims were Scientologists, which is a church that Masterson has been a part of since he was a child. The other two accusers, Christy Carnell Bixler and Bobette uh, Rales, uh, previously dated the star. The Men at Work alum has maintained his innocence since the allegations first surfaced. Uh, telling U.S. Weekly in, uh, in December, from day one, I've denied outrageous allegations against me. Law enforcement investigates these claims more than 15 years ago and determined them to be without merit. Masterson continued, I've never been charged with a crime, let alone convicted of one. In this country, you're presumed innocent until proven guilty. However, in this current climate, it seems if you are presumed guilty the moment you are accused. As this criminal case continued to be investigated by Los Angeles Police Department, Masterson was sued by four of his uh, sexual assault accusers in civil court. In August 2019, uh, in 2019, the women claimed Masterson, along with the Church of Scientology and its leader, Davis Miscavige, stalked them, invaded their privacy, and conspired to obstruct justice after the women came forward against Masterson. Makey, make no mistake, the Church of Scientology is under attack, a source exclusively told us. It's a new era. Victims are realizing they do have recourse. They don't have to be afraid anymore. Less than one year later, Masterson was charged with three counts of rape in the criminal case. He wasn't charged with five counts because two of the women's cases had insufficient evidence and statutes of limitations. Los Angeles County District Attorney Jackie Lacey announced the news and the arrest of the Yes Man actor in June 2020. Masterson could face up to 45 years. He's gotten 30, I believe, or 35, if state prison if convicted. Um... Initial allegations. The LA Police Department confirmed in March 2017 that they were investigating claims that Masterson sexually assaulted multiple women in the early 2000s. No charges have been filed at the time. The LAPD investigation was prompted by multiple police reports and journalist Tony Ortega's report of three women alleged accounts of rape, sodomy, and sexual assault, which he posted on his blog, The Underground Bunker. Four women were on the record at the time claiming they were assaulted by the actor. In one of Ortega's posts, he claimed that one of the victims approached Leia Ramini, uh, who was a Scientologist like Masterson for decades, and told her what allegedly happened. The woman was then advised to file a police report by uh, Ramini, according to Ortega. I met with the LAPD. I met with Detective Reyes of the Robbery Homicide Division. I told him these victims deserve to be heard. Uh, the actor's representative issued a statement denying all the claims of the sexual assault in the same month. We are aware of the victim's 16-year-old allegations. This was only after the victim was in contact with Leah Ramini that the allegations of sexual assault by Mr. Masterson, the alleged incident occurred in the middle of a six-year relationship, which she continued to be his longtime girlfriend. As a result of the ongoing discussions, Netflix and the producers written that Danny Masterson out of the rant, spokesman streaming, blah, 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 played by Jason Rooster, blah, 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 didn't care about that. Masterson reacted to be announced from the ranch, telling I'm obviously very disappointed. He denied the allegations. Law enforcement investigated these claims more than 15 years ago and determined them to be without merit. I've never been charged with a crime, let alone convicted of one. I look forward to clearing my name. Uh, his ex-girlfriend came forward with allegations of sexual misconduct, bringing the count to five women. I stayed lo quite long enough to any Masterson repeatedly raped me. All I seek is justice to prevent this from ever happening to anyone else and for some time my truth will behold. Um, another accuser, another ex-tweeting, I applaud her strength. Me too, sisters. Uh, the DA held off on charges. L.A. District Attorney Jack Lacey asked for the Deputy District Attorney Ryan Holden Muller handling the Masterson rape investigation to further investigate the case was formally presented almost three months ago. This case has been taken very seriously and does not have top prior and does have top priority within the Sex Crimes Division of the office, not because of Mr. Masterson's celebrity, but because of the heinous allegations by the alleged victims. This is a high-profile case. It needs to be airtight before any decision is made about charging him. Four of the five women who accused Masterson of sexual assault filed a lawsuit against him, the Church of Scientology, and the Church's leader, David Miscavige, in August 2019, 
His exes, Bixler and Riles, were reportedly identified in the lawsuit. The other two women were listed as Jane Doe 1 and 2. The accusers claimed that Masterson and the church engaged in stalking, physical invasion of privacy, conspiracy to obstruct ju- uh, justice after the women reported the allegations to New York native to the L.A. The police department. Masterson denied the allegations in a statement at the time. This is beyond ridiculous. The litigation attorney of the church in Scientology also reacted to the lawsuit from everything we've read. It's a baseless lawsuit. It'll go nowhere. He was charged with three counts of rape uh, by force or fear in L.A. Uh, in June 2020. Uh, he was released on $3.3 million bail. Uh, district office filed charges for two of the five assaults due to insufficient evidence and statute of limitations. Masterson, however, was accused of sexually assaulting a 22-year-old woman between January and December 2001 and a 28-year-old woman between 2003, uh, the 23-year-old woman uh, in his home. Mr. Masterson is innocent and we're confident that he will be exonerated, blah, blah, blah. Uh, robust defense uh, told Masterson that a robust defense preparing to be charged. Should we point out the alleged victims are currently suing Danison for significant financial damages? Danny will not be accepting a plea deal. Despite pressure, uh, he will get to take it, period. I pled not guilty. Stand trial. He sold his home after legal issues. Or he sold her mansion. They rejected the subpoenas. Sorry, I'm just going to make sure I'm not missing anything big in here. Behind the Bastards We Could Go was about the cult that forbade teaching kids what sex was. When investigators asked the kids whether they were being sexually assaulted, they couldn't answer. I assume these people are in groups from the same thing. Jesus. His attorney claimed the information would help them investigate the alleged inconsistencies and accused witness accounts for trial. The judge, however, called the request an overt attempt to obtain privileged information in the LAPD files. Uh, an appeals court ruled that Masterson's accusers do not have to take their case to a religious arbitration panel run by the Service of Scientology. After claiming a civil suit, the Masterson and Miscavige stalked and harassed them. Scientology's written arbitration agreements are not enforceable against members who have left the faith with respect to claims for subsequent non-religious uh, tortious acts. Wow, so if you were still in the church, you'd have to do that. Oh my god, isn't this the Michael Jackson guy? Uh, the actor sought to have criminal rape charges dismissed. He was unsuccessful. Um, try Masterson's team to get the evidence out. I think it's inevitable. It'll become the element of the trial. Uh, the three accusers, whose name are not public, alleged the actor forcibly raped her in 2002, said that she couldn't breathe. I went unconscious. I came and he was on top of me. Trey was able to come to a unanimous vote on... Okay, so here's where we are. This is where Matt Walsh was basically jumping in. Uh, and Rutania. In November 2022, the jury was unable to come to a unanimous vote on three charges Masterson faced, causing the judge to declare it a mistrial. The case will be retried in April 2023. While we are disappointed with the outcome of the trial, we thank the jurors for their service. Uh, we also want to give our heartfelt appreciation to the victims for bravely stepping forward and recounting their heroin experiences. We are also thankful for the hard work of the prosecution team and will now consider our next steps related to the prosecution of the case. Then the judge denied a defense request to dismiss the case and set for a jury selection for the second trial. It appears there are many other witnesses for the people could choose to call for different arguments that people could choose to make. A different outcome as a retrial is at least a possibility. Why isn't I on that 90 show? I don't care. News broke in May 2023 that Masterson was found guilty of raping two women in 2003, but the jury could not reach a verdict for November 2001 allegations involving an ex-girlfriend. He is set to return to court on August 5th, 2023 with two charges. He could face a prison sentence of up to 30 years to life. That's basically what he got. A second verdict is reached. Masterson was sentenced to 30 years to life on September 7th after he was convicted of two counts of forcible rape during his sexual assault retrial. Mr. Masterson, you were not the victim here and your actions 20 years ago took away another person's choice and voice. Your actions 20 years ago today were criminal and that's why you were here following the trial masterson's defense lawyer sean holly announced that they will appeal state and federal court outside of the criminal's court per deadline that's a long history of uh, sexual assault yeah no kidding around the judge changed the rules the judge allowed testimony that masterson had drugged his victims even though there was no physical evidence of that in the first trial the prosecution was only allowed to describe the condition of the, the of the accusers after they consumed alcoholic beverage 
Man, with this dude's track record, the one who's fucking John Duggard, the, the fucking rapist pedophile John Duggard, sorry, or Josh Duggard, uh, the fact that you defended him, like, uh, yikes. Or, or how about Cardinal McCarrick, you know, renowned fucking serial rapist of children? Yeah, that, Matt Walsh defended him as well. So, like, I don't know, buddy. I would stay out of the whole, is a rapist a rapist talks, you know? It <laughs> seems like your, your batting average is real bad for this shit. Bridges that Masterson gave them, describing them as woozy and disoriented. They were not allowed to directly claim that the women were drugged because there was no evidence of that. There was no evidence that their wooziness was the result oh, of yeah, no, he's known, the alcohol. He's known for defending rapists and pedophiles and groomers, like actual groomers, not the fucking, oh, every drag queen is a groomer. We're talking about fucking uh, groomer rapist priests. He's known for defending them. But in the second trial, that kind of caution was thrown to the wind. And again, without any actual evidence, Masterson was accused of drugging his alleged victims. And that apparently did the trick. Masterson was convicted after the, re after the retrial, and he was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Now, you don't have to like Danny Masterson or know who he is or believe he's innocent to understand the implications of what happened to him. Danny Masterson's case is proof that even in 2023, years after the hashtag MeToo hysteria has faded, physical evidence of wrongdoing is not required to convict someone of rape and destroy their life. Neither is timely reporting or even a consistent story from the alleged victims. All you need is a story. Danny Masterson's five case demonstrates that. For one thing, that means that our judicial system isn't exactly functioning the way that it should, but you already knew that. <sighs> Summary of what was the evidence and proof against Danny Masterson? Evidence and proof for the first trial. Testimony of three of the victims? Yes. Physical evidence, such as DNA? Yes. Expert testimony? Yes. Argument by the defense. Women were motivated by money or revenge. Verdict. Hung jury. Second trial. Testimony of three victims. Yes. Physical evidence such as DNA. Yes. Expert testimony. Yes. Uh, the arguments by the defense. Women's allegations were false. Guilty of two counts of rape. What Masterson's case also means, if you think about it from the perspective of the government, is that accusations of rape are trivially easy to use as political weapons. Masterson's own case doesn't appear to be political, but it shows how easy it could be and has been to use a rape accusation to achieve a political end. You'd hate to think that false stories about rape could ever be deployed for these kinds of purposes to ruin the lives of influential voices who challenge the people in power. But increasingly, that's exactly what's happened. A couple of days ago, the influential comedian and... So we were talking about this the other day in the UK. How many rapes are reported versus unreported? Unfortunately, despite the increased uh, rates of rape and reporting in recent years, the rates of charging and convictions remain amongst the lowest since the records began. According to the charity Rape Crisis, only one in 100 rapes were reported to the police in 2021 and resulted in a charge. Five in six women who are raped don't report it, and in the same is true for four in five men. The ONS found the following figures for non-reporting. 40% said it was due to embarrassment. 38 said they didn't think the police could help. 34 said because they thought it would be humiliating. It's important for local communities to work together to end the stigma, to attach the victims of rape. They cannot be blamed for what is happening to them. It was never their fault. This is one of those horrifying things, by the way, that really negatively affects men for a number of reasons, because they, like, you've add this horrifying uh, patriarchal dynamic where, like, you know, women aren't supposed to enjoy sex. Men are supposed to fucking want it. And so if they've been sexually assaulted in any way, shape, or form, or even, like, sexually molested or something like that, it's fucking, oh, yeah, what? You were asking for it, buddy. What? You didn't want? So I always say that, like, I think the, the rates of men admitting to actually being raped or physically abused are incredibly low because of those reasons, right? And that stigma plays a large part. And then it goes all the way across the board that we're still nowhere close to believing women. Holy fuck. Like, everyone's like, well, we live in a, a Me Too era. We live in a post-Me Too climate, right? So people are a lot better about this kind of stuff. Now they're coming forward about it. And it's like, to a fucking ecosystem of people who are going to be like, well, do you want to be famous? 
And it's like, what, famous in this way? That sounds horrifying. That sounds for like half of the people who are fans of this one person all of a sudden think that you're a villain, a monster who's trying to destroy someone's career to silence them. That's a horrifying thing to be. And in addition to that, you would be uh, doing such a foul disservice to every single real victim of rape if you were to lie about physically being raped, right? Uh, that that would put into question the actual rape of which those statistics are incredibly high, right? Like there's a very small percentage of people who are actually actively making up fake rape cases. Commentator Russell Brand uploaded this video explaining that he's now being accused of sexual assault by multiple media outlets. Watch. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Now, this isn't the usual type of video we make on this channel where we critique, attack, and undermine the news in all its corruption, because in this story, I am the news. I've received two extremely disturbing letters, or a letter and an email, one from a mainstream media TV company, one from a newspaper, listing a litany of extremely egregious and aggressive attacks, as well as some pretty stupid stuff, like uh, my community festival should be stopped, that I shouldn't be able to attack mainstream media narratives on this channel. But amidst this litany of astonishing, rather baroque, attacks are some very oh. serious allegations that I absolutely refute. These allegations pertain to the time when I was working in the mainstream, when I was in the newspapers all the time, when I was in the movies, and as I've written about extensively in my books, I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. I was always... Why, still, why did you jump cut there? In the part where it's like they were always consensual. Do another take, my dude. You can easily start out one more. You know, we, we know you did multiple takes because you just did a jump cut right there at that one part where you should probably be like, what 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 is the alternative to what you said? <laughs> transparent about that then. Almost too transparent. And I'm being transparent about it now. By the way, so he's never actually, you know, uh, denied that he fucked a 16-year-old when he was in his 30s. He's simply said that it was a consensual relationship with a 16-year-old. And all the right-wingers have been like, haha, see, it's not a crime. The age of consent in the UK is 16. It truly is. So, haha, gotcha. As well. And to see that transparency metastasized into something criminal in that I absolutely Jesus. deny makes me question, is there another agenda at play? Now, we don't know exactly who these women are who are accusing Brand of sexual misconduct, but the Daily Wire reports that these incidents supposedly occurred between 2006 and 2013. So, like the accusations against Masterson, these sexual assaults allegedly occurred at the height of Russell Brand. Does Matt Walsh secretly hate Russell Brand? Why would you do it this way? <laughs> Why would you leverage? So, other people who wanted to do the version of this that he's doing use Julian Assange. Because there, you'll invoke someone who you could make a case for. I'm not saying is true, but you could make a case for. They threaten structural power, and so someone wanted to frame them. And in the case of Julian Assange, sure, at least the first part could be true. Doesn't matter if the rest is, you can go along with your conspiracy theory, but at least you've got a pretense. Whereas with Russell Brand, again, he's so fucking clownish. This is a dude who takes no solid opinions one way or another and just reads Grey Zone and Jacobin articles occasionally in weird ways and then all of a sudden thinks that he's actually speaking truth to power and, and critiquing the mainstream media. Oh, here's the fucking mainstream media gonna tell you that I've been down cure COVID, it does. And, and you're like, whoa, wow, the, the truth bombs, this man is blah. Like, I, I hate the Grey Zone. I hate Jimmy Dore, but neither of those individuals, Max Moonthal, Aramate, Jeremy, Jimmy Dore, have multiple accusations.
allegations of raping teenagers now. That, that's not a thing that's happened to them, right? So there's a difference. They're telling you the same exact things are reaching lots of people. If anything, the gray zone seems to be the source. If you wanted to, you know, cut this problem off at the source, there you go. You've got the Alex Jones of the left there promoting this shit. But it kind of throws the whole, uh, is Russell Brand being framed? Is this part of something bigger? Is, is this part of a conspiracy to take down this truth teller? mainstream fame and yet strangely enough without any explanation these accusations are only coming up now many years later the whole lengthy story with all the allegations is laid out in a channel 4 documentary and uh, in the times and you can read the details for yourself if you pay for a subscription to the times that's because they launched a series of allegations against brand and then immediately put the accusations behind a paywall it's too early to say right now exactly what's really happening or what really happened all those years ago we can't prejudge this case of course but one thing we can say with certainty is that Russell Brand is a far bigger threat to this nation's power brokers now than he was at the height of his fame back when- How, how, how? Why? Why? You know, anyone can go on a TV show and, and be like, hey, big pharma bad. And then it's like, that. whoa, that's true. Okay, wait, he's speaking truth to power. What's he gonna teach people? He's not gonna teach them all that big pharma spends more on research and development I'm sorry, less on research and development than they do on advertising. He's not going to do that. He's not going to tell everybody that they actually take a lot of government funding and, and then use that to make proprietary stuff that they copyright and sell and then sell back to the people with tax dollars taken, again, from the taxation of the people, those corporate profits. That's all terrible. They're not going to talk about how companies like Purdue Pharma might say or try to push dangerous drugs on people, addictive drugs that they know could be very, very long-term damaging and create crises and then make a whole bunch of profit along the way by making a whole bunch of addicts by just simply saying that this is a new way to kill pain and stuff like that. That kind of shit? Or is it going to be like, oh, ivermectin is the true cure. I thought I'd tell you. Oh, my beautiful wonders. Oh, I thought I'd do this, but if ivermectin was a kid, what thought I'd And then you're like, oh, uh, that's not speaking truth to power. If anything, they're really happy that like someone who has millions and millions and millions of followers is distracting them by going after different elements of big pharma. Because, hey, if everyone suddenly wanted to just buy in volume and bulk a whole bunch of ivermectin, you know who that will benefit? Big Pharma. It's produced by Big Pharma. I know it's wild. Big Pharma produces ivermectin. You know what is true that all of you were saying is that it's not copywritten? So that part is true. Uh, there, Anyone could produce it, except just not everyone has the ability to mass produce ivermectin. It's not an easy thing to just cook up in your bathtub, unfortunately. You need to have a little bit of know-how, and those who can do it on an industrial scale and profit immensely from it, it's a small selection of companies, big pharmaceutical companies, that get to do that. So again, you're not calling truth to anything. At all. No no power structures are threatened. No capitalists will sweat a single bead when a Russell Brand episode drops or Jimmy Dore or a Grey Zone or any of this shit. It's, it's, to them, you are just upholding structures of power, especially if you're going to be using it to belittle people who are already marginalized in society, switch the whole thing around. You know, maybe my, white supremacy isn't an actual problem. Maybe patriarchy, all these things, toxic masks, that's liberal identity politics to distract you. They're just trying to distract you this whole time. That's what all of this is about. Well, really, the corporate elites control all of us. So who are the corporate elites? Oh, um, Soros? Anyone else? Rothschilds? Oh, this is, yeah, this is, this is just 4chan Reddit shit. Y'all, y'all are just, you're just coding it. Maybe you're fools. I don't know. But that's, no one's threatened. No, no billionaires are threatened by any of you. He was That's married for sure. to Katy Perry and starring in Hollywood films and living, as he said, a very promiscuous lifestyle. Anybody who watches Russell Brand's videos knows all that, but really, 
Brand's turn into unorthodox thinking began sort of slowly, roughly a decade ago. It was in 2013 that Brand was ejected from the GQ Awards show for noting in his acceptance speech that a sponsor of the show had previously made uniforms for the Nazis. From that point on, Brand became something of a pariah in the entertainment industry, and in recent years, his views have only become more intolerable to those in power. Now, They've only become more good. In particular, <laughs> Russell Brand has heterodox views on the integrity of U.S. elections. He doesn't toe the line on January 6th. And perhaps most consequentially, he's extraordinarily critical of big pharma. He doesn't believe, <laughs> as the rest of the corporate media does, that you should reflexively trust the pharmaceutical companies and just ingest every drug they give you. And <laughs> Don't do that, by the way, for any random people who are like, well, up until this point, I just felt that big pharma was good, actually, and we should just reflexively eat everything they offer us. If I watch daytime television in America, oh boy, there's a lot of drugs that I have access to, a lot of... A lot of options, you know, and they all seem to cure a lot of things that everyone universally has. Are you awkward in social situations? Are you sometimes sad? Are you sometimes not as happy as you wish you were? Did you wish you were more happy, had friends, had a better life? Well, there's a pill for that. There's a couple pills, in fact. And they always just get better. He's made his views on this subject known. Here, here he was with a... No free basin Viagra? Ugh, I mean, I don't want to kink shame here. Bill Maher recently, for example, watch. Well, yes. Out of respect for you and your show, <laughs> I've brought some facts. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> if you'd like, oh, oh. actually. You just, you just get the f out of here. This is not the place. I thought you like facts. No, no, I, we do. No, we like hey, facts. I love facts. I wouldn't have mentioned it. I'm English, and you know that politeness is our fundamental religion. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but they do pertain to this issue, so may I say something? Please, please, if they inconvenience you, I I'll stop saying I remember them. when the this happened. The pandemic created at least 40 new far big pharma billionaires. Pharmaceutical corporations like Moderna and Pfizer made $1,000 of profit every second from the COVID-19 <laughs> vaccine. More than two-thirds of Congress received campaign funding from pharmaceutical companies True. in the 2020 election. Pfizer chairman Albert Baller told Time magazine in July 2020 that his company was developing a COVID vaccine for the good of humanity, True. not for money. And of course, Pfizer made $100 billion okay. in profit right. in 2022. Right. And may I just mention that finally, and these are, this is also a fact, that you, the American public, funded the development of that. The German public funded the BioNTech vaccine. When it came to the True. profits, they took the profits. When it came to the funding, you paid for the funding. True. All I'm querying is this. Guess what? Hey, no, zero pushback, as there was zero pushback when this first kept clip came out. This part of the clip, by the way. Things then take a bit of a turn. If you watch the rest of the show, I do remember this episode where, again, it starts to just call things into question. Why aren't we allowed to talk about ivermectin? It seems unusual, doesn't it, that we can't talk about this because there's no copyright on ivermectin. And because there's no copyright, it does seem very unusual, again, that they would want to kind of, I don't know, prevent mass discussion about it. Even now, I mean, you can get just, like, censored on YouTube or other, other big tech by all these people who are trying to stop you from pushing, you know, this orthodox idea that all of a sudden, you know, that we're supposed to not use ivermectin. And it's like, wait, but for parasites, yeah. If, if you got parasites in your eyes, fucking get that ivermectin for humans, please. Go talk to your doctor immediately. Sounds like it could help. Sounds like a miracle drug for that kind of shit. That's what it's known for. Nobel Prize winning award for humans. I'm sure you remember. Yes. Is if you have right. an economic system in which pharmaceutical companies benefit hugely from medical emergencies, where a military industrial okay. complex benefits from war, where an energy companies benefit from energy crises, you are going to These generate right. states of perpetual crisis yes. where the interests of ordinary and, and, people well, yes, and, separate from the interests of the elite. And, now, that's not something. That's not something that any of you fucking believe. <laughs> Matt, Matt, you're a millionaire. 
funded by millionaires, funded by billionaires. That's the entirety of this show. Come on. You're designed by, uh, you know, obviously a handful of people who want this message to get out there to be able to push the idea that what's really distracting everyone in their lives and what's a danger to their lives on a regular basis is trans people. Not, not any of the things that Russell Brand just mentioned. None of that. You wouldn't have fucking five videos a week about queer folk if you legitimately thought that there were some things you needed to critique, you know? You wouldn't talk about those things. You wouldn't put them up there all the time. This is not, this is not your, not your soup. You're supposed to say out loud, it's all true, of course, but you're questioning, you're calling into question uh, some of the most powerful people and institutions in the country. It's hard not to notice that people- Ah, see, but it's a lot nicer when it's generic, right? Do you ever notice that? Ever notice how nice and generic it is? When it's the elites? Because when it's the elites, you don't have to talk about capitalism. You can really frame the whole thing as an us versus them and then be like, yeah, so what are the actual systems that continuously, especially at an economic level, uh, you know, on an economic level, the levers of power that control and separate and stratify society, how does that work? And it's like, oh, well, capitalism, just the, the system itself in which its very principles would, would exacerbate those problems. That was something that was identified a long time by authors like, say, Karl Marx. And, and they, they pointed out dramatically, as have many other uh, people who have analyzed this, that, that, that there is going to be an inherent exploitation to the very way the system works and it's going to stratify society. And if you combine that with a whole bunch of other things, historic racism and subjugation, say, like the uh, genocide of indigenous people and the, the North Atlantic slave trade involving black people, uh, you will see uh, society itself be strangely stratified in a way that can be very explained if we were to analyze it from that critique and, and that does point out why there is some inherent flaws and problems to this very system and why we should at this point recognize them and uh, update it and, and make it better for, for everybody for a healthier society there's none of that it's just oh fucking the elites the fucking elites and, and you're like yeah the elites the elites the elites and and big pharma bad but it's always big pharma bad and then also and then why do they make you take the vaccine hmm why did you have to take the vaccine? Why did they want to shut down society? Well, the, the vaccine actually opened society back up, actually. This is the really fucked up thing about all of this. But if you really care about this topic and you're really mad about those lockdowns and masks, you know what brought society back? What really let a lot of fucking both governments and people and agencies who are involved with this decide it's a good idea to open doors and have us all sweat and fuck each other again? The vaccine! It was the vaccine that brought that back because enough people actually listened to rationale and logic, realized that we all took the fucking vaccine then we'd be able to do that and a lot of people who didn't want to do it the shelf was like fuck them yeah fuck them but we didn't need you we didn't need you because statistically enough of us took it we took that and the booster that all of a sudden this is more of an endemic now and that the burden on the medical system is not going to be as bad because enough people listened and boy that vaccine was life-saving incredible just incredible work also big pharma shitty Really shitty. They shouldn't have profited the way they did. They shouldn't have taken government money to profit the way they did. And they continue to spend more money on advertising than they do in R&D. So the R&D are like fucking arguments bullshit. You know how I know when Big Pharma is threatened? When they go to fucking court. When they fucking sue. Like they're suing right now the Biden administration for suddenly being able to bargain with the top 10 pharmaceutical drugs that are usually bought through large governmental programs. They want to pay a lot less for those as they should, by the way. And they are now suing them to try and prevent that. That's when you threaten power structures. That's that's when the fucking the capitalists realize you are fucking with their capital, so they spend capital to try and stop you from fucking with their capital. Going on a show and being like, I've been done for Inkill the Queen and all that kind of shit. That 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 is not threatening any structure of power. Any of it. And and the same thing applies to Andrew Tate's who promote misogyny. 
you're, you're not threatening power structures. You're calling the Matrix some fucking... Uh, apparently, if you get called out for rape, that's the Matrix. That That's a cool story, bros. Uh, yeah, the, you teaching a whole bunch of kids to be sexist and a whole bunch of young boys, unfortunately, learning this shit and getting programmed for you and the Sneakos and then saying, like, I hate the gays and stuff like that because they think it's funny and edgy. That's really, really sad. But you are reinforcing power structures. That's what you're doing. You're reinforcing patriarchy. You're reinforcing white supremacy. You're teaching kids to be racist. You're teaching kids to be sexist. You're just reinforcing power. No, no one is threatened. There's no matrix coming for you. Any of these people, you know, any of these people in, in monstrously rich ass celebrities who it turns out have lifelong careers of grooming and rape. And then it's like, well, yeah, they got called out for the grooming and the rape. People who say things like this out loud tend to get in a lot of trouble. You might remember what happened to a James O'Keefe's Project Veritas. O'Keefe exposed a high-ranking Pfizer executive admitting, among other things, that his company is conducting secret gain-of-function research on coronavirus. <laughs> James O'Keefe got kicked out of his own company because he spent all of the money on musicals. <laughs> and DJing, he wanted to play at Coachella. Oh, that little theater boy had a dream. Did he not? He had, his, he had, a, he had a dream a dream to play Coachella, and uh, they couldn't get it for him. Couldn't get him booked to Coachella, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, hey, if anything else, better uh, he spends it on that than wasting it on a lot of the other shit, you know? <laughs> Which is right here. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's for that. I mean, that's according to a lot of his uh, ex-co-workers and a lot of the people who eventually did kick him out of the company. But apparently that was the reason why he fucking took all the money. And just kept doing that shit. United States. The Pfizer executive then freaked out when he realized he was on camera. What happened next? The Pfizer executive was not publicly fired. Instead, O'Keefe was. So the person who he's talking about turns out there's absolutely no evidence of them being a Pfizer executive. And the person actually admits in the tape that they were catfish and they were lying about who they were in order to impress a date. That's in the actual footage that James O'Keefe ended up releasing. Publicly fired. Funny how that works out. His also brand being targeted for the same reasons. Already his agent and several organizations have cut ties with him, so he appears to be on the same trajectory. To be clear, we don't know whether Russell Brand is innocent or guilty, just like we don't know if Danny Masterson is innocent or guilty, but there are obvious reasons What's this to point? Just never hold anyone accountable? Kind of seems like it. The fact, especially when witnesses contradict the narratives. As you just heard, that's what Russell Brand says is happening. As you might know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of our friends at GenuCell. With GenuCell's products, Sunspot, Brown's own skin. Take I was like, what are you mixing in as an ad read in the fucking middle of your rape defense? <laughs> like, you want to create a hit piece, you'd ignore the witnesses that you don't like and present the ones with the most salacious stories possible. And it appears based on that video, that's exactly what's happening. Now, Brand's critics will argue that just because the woman in that video says she wasn't raped, that doesn't mean that other women weren't raped. A rapist isn't going to abuse every woman he comes across, presumably. But the point is that if you're dredging up accusations from years and years ago, and you have no evidence that anything happened, and all you can do is theorize and make assumptions. The best you'll end up with is an educated guess. But it's not possible to make an educated guess without pre being presented the full picture, the full story of what sort of person the accused was at the time when he allegedly did the things he was accused of doing. If you're a journalist only presenting part of the picture and leaving out the parts that don't lead to your preferred conclusion, then you're not a journalist at all. You are an assassin looking to kill someone's reputation. We've seen this time and time again. The moment somebody becomes a threat to the establishment, the accusations of sexual assault materialize. What are you talking about? He's, he's been doing this for years now. Years. Like, you can't have it all ways. You can't be like, okay, in the one hand, this apparently happened a really long time ago. So what exactly is the statute of limitations here? Are you allowed to fucking accuse someone of rape like 10 years later, 15 years later? And it's like, okay, so the accusations of rape, grooming, and pedophilia, they, they all happened a little bit a while ago. And then what? They just let him destroy the establishment for this long and it just finally like what was the last russell brand video prior to this i'm curious hold on Let, let's see how established he 
things of got r- right before he released. So this is happening. Okay, hang on, Biden. 9-11 was a lie. Bill Gates has been hiding this, and it's all about to come out. Hang on, Obama did what? Is this about Obama Hunter being gay? Carlson's interview regarding Barack Obama shows we live in a truly divided new space. But when... And- no, it doesn't. Like, we do live in a divided space, that's for sure. But this interview isn't the one that kind of, you know, proves the rule here. <laughs> This this is called low-tier tabloid trash with no veracity or veritability. Like, the, the, one man's testimony, truly. one, one I, You were just talking about this, Matt. How, how, you don't like the idea of just one person's testimony potentially destroying someone's career? So in this case, this is a just one person's testimony, you know? You would think if this guy was a bi king or he just had an unsatiable lust for mancock, he would have been doing a lot more of this. But it turns out just one person has come forward to say that he, in fact, was guzzling Barack Obama semen. That's the extent of it. That's as far as it goes. And then Tucker Carlson was like, well, this guy, he needs to be heard in this case. Yeah. In Danny Masterson's case, we have multiple witnesses. We have physical evidence as well as DNA evidence presented to a courtroom and that this eventually led to a both charge and conviction and a sentencing. I I would say between the two. I mean, so this, by the way, is the truth telling that Russell Brand was doing right up into the moment of truth because he did say so this was seven days ago this was that's around when he had just received the news so he was getting too close to the sun at this point yeah (laughs) hey hannah good to see you sorry i know you you dm we are we are gonna do a collab or something i i i wish it i and i i i i I, I strive for it hi raiders uh so i'm currently covering uh this one's intense uh matt walsh uh defending uh, pedophile rapists and rapists pedophiles uh, allegedly but uh he, he had quite a unique angle on this whole russell brand thing it's like all right hear me out danny masterson what why of all people danny master Ooh, that's it's a really tough sell, you know? The, the person who, again, charged, convicted, there was evidence presented, multiple witnesses, expert testimonies, and both physical and DNA evidence were presented in this case. Okay. And, and, and you're going to use that to prop up Russell Brand, then, you say? All right. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting, that. Yeah. Uh, can everyone go to twitch.tv slash Hannah Reloaded, give her a follow back. Uh, she's awesome. And we're going to be doing some form of a, I don't know, a collaboration. I, I, maybe we could just do a tinfoil. I got to get my tinfoil hat on. You know, I haven't, I haven't tinfoiled hatted in quite some time. I mean, this is pretty much the same shit. I, I am looking at the Obama is gay interview clips of it anyway. I'm not, not going on, on a gay quest. Okay. I'm not, not exploring. is still in that euphoric honeymoon period. 41 innocent people were murdered as a result of Barack Obama. You're looking awfully handsome uh, without that appendix. Thank you. I'm better without the appendix. I'm faster. I'm lighter. Uh, I can can squeeze into holes like a cat. My head goes through. The rest of me can slither on in. Uh, I'm I'm feeling great, by the way. Healing healing slowly, remarkably, and and truly. From thin air, it is it is impossible not to notice this trend. We see it at the Supreme Court with Clarence Thomas and Brett Kavanaugh. We saw it with Trump. I mean, he was a, a billionaire celebrity. The Obama's gay gem. Gem. Okay, so my audience told me that it was mid and not worth your time. And I was like, but it seems funny. It seems silly, you know, just to have this person come forward, you know, and be like, yeah, I sucked off Barack Obama. And I have, have, have Tucker Carlson be like, this is a valid story worthy of my time. Going to report on it. 
how did you suck off Barack Obama? He's like, oh, I sucked him off in the sucking way. You know how how one does suck a dick. I did that. It is funny. I thought it would be funny. The <laughs> playboy, but was never accused of sexual assault until he became a threat to the left. Even Tucker Carlson, it's easy to forget, was accused of sexual misconduct at the height of his show's success. Those accusations were absurd on their face and never went anywhere, but that's not how these things usually play out. Whatever you think of Dave Portnoy, the accusations against him follow a similar pattern. Portnoy isn't really political, and I certainly wouldn't call him a conservative, and I don't think he calls himself a conservative, but during COVID, he did something you're not supposed to do. He noticed that the government's lockdowns were destroying small businesses and that the Fed's so-called pandemic Is relief- that, Isn't that the Barstool Sports guy? Is, is that who he's talking about? What happened to, I, I know little about him, but why would you invoke him if there's nothing to prove your point? Portnoy is accused of having violent sex with multiple women. One woman, Madison, sources were given pseudonyms due to fear of retaliation since she was 20 when she started speaking to the 43-year-old millionaire, uh, blah, 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 traumatically raped me, I was literally screaming in pain, blah, 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 more people dramatically raped them. Portnoy posted a video responding to said it was a hit piece, painting him as a sexual deviant. I know I've never done anything with that girl ever. Uh, issues a public letter from his lawyer refuting the insider's reporting. Insider then reported on his multiple rape accusations. Afterwards, three more women accused him of violent sex and then filming them without their consent. Despite his letter, Insider published a second article where three women detailed new allegations against the Barstool Sports founder. According to the report, three unidentified women, not including the original people. Why are you invoking this guy? This makes no sense to me. Like, why? At least the people, again, who invoke Julian Assange, I, I, for, like, the beginning premise of your conspiracy, you have ground there. Where it's like this person's work threatened positions and structures of power, government power at the highest levels of the United States. Sure. All right. The premise, at least as a jumping off point. The rest of it, that you don't prove anything by saying that. Just by saying, like, here's a motive. A motive is not evidence in the opposite direction, by the way. You're, 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 sure, you're building a case at best, and, and then where do we go from here? Do you want evidence? Because in the opposite direction, multiple testimonies by women, some other testimonies directly cooperate with medical records of one woman who went to a crisis center who was then given antibiotics and, uh, what was it, uh, something uh, to, to deal with uh, so she wouldn't get pregnant or conceive. Uh, there are multiple witnesses that have their evidences and testimonies cooperated with other people who they then witnessed. There are thousands of emails, text exchanges, and a lot of it includes him admitting and apologizing for a sexual encounter that was not consensual. There's video footage of Russell Brand doing multiple sexual assaults on either guests or people in public. Those are just ones that are like there. You can just watch that video footage if you want to. It's in the Channel 4 documentary. Like there's a ton of fucking shit here. And in the opposite direction, it's like, well, this guy, you know, I think may uh, close to the truth. He may, he may have gotten close to like the truth. Uh, is out there, and he may have gotten it, maybe, you know, uh, so, uh, another guy, uh, here, this, this guy accused, like, he's not, he didn't expose truth, but he got accused, uh, multiple women, you know, what was that say? Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm astonished that he's invoking both Danny Masterson and now fucking Dave Portnoy? Are you fucking kidding me? Despite Portnoy's letter, Insider published a second article by Julia Black, um, Melcorca Lacia, and February 2nd detailing new allegations against the Barstool Sports founder. According to the report, three unidentified women not included in the original piece came forward claiming that Portnoy filmed their sexual encounters without permission. Some of these women also claimed that Portnoy sent them multiple videos of him having sex with other unidentified women. In total, Insider says they have spoken to seven women who have accused Portnoy of sexual misconduct. One woman identified as Kayla recounted a particularly troubling encounter. She claimed that she contacted 
contacted Portnoy on Instagram when she was 21. After some social media exchanges, she eventually went to see him in his apartment in New York, and the two had sex. However, though the sex was started as consensual, Kayla said there were a few things she did not consent to explicitly. According to the article, Portnoy started choking her so hard she couldn't breathe, and then she became frightened. She also claimed that he spanked her so forcefully she let he left red marks, which were corroborated by one of her friends. It was just too much. It was scary. Uh, Kayla further claimed that she also noticed Portnoy filming her on his iPhone, which she described as odd and creepy. Still, she agreed to meet up with him a month later, but she said the second encounter was much more aggressive than she imagined. I always think back on it, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I'm not going to go through a huge list of accusations, but it sounds like he had another fucking uh, creep. Oh, wait. A federal judge tossed out Portnoy's case November 2022, one year after the first Insider article dropped. A federal judge tossed out Portnoy's case, saying he hadn't provided enough evidence that Insider had intended to the faint. Oh, sorry. Touched his defamation case. Right. Disappointing, frustrating, not overly surprising, Portnoy said in a video response to the news. He claimed that the judge didn't really look at the evidence and floated the idea of suing the women accusing him of abuse directly instead of appealing the case. Portnoy ended up filing an appeal but withdrew his lawsuit in February in 2023. Why did you withdraw it? Axios reported Portnoy agreed to drop the case as long as both sides covered their own legal cost. Nick Carlson, global editor-in-chief at Insider, released a statement saying in part that Insider was not surprised by the withdrawal, adding our stories were accurate and fair. Portnoy is yet to comment publicly. So massive ass yikes across the board. Seven accusations. Again, accusations, yes, are not uh, admissions of guilt for sure. Um, but in this case, why did Matt Walsh invoke all these people? It's like it would have been so easy for you to invoke someone who actually at one point could credibly be accused of challenging the levers of power. This is a fucking YouTuber who, who promotes ivermectin for no reason other than it gets him likes and clicks. He turns on a webcam like I do, you know, like if accusations came out and all of a sudden the next day it's like Lance has been accused of all these terrible things like the defense of, well, it's because I got too close to the truth. Clearly, you know, my reporting, it, it was the things that I, everyone knows, you know, when I was talking about how Jordan Peterson fucking uh, was, uh, you know, doing Chinese communist reading milking programs on on dudes. Yeah, I, I, I was getting too close to the sun there, you know, when, when I was tweeting out about it, like fucking 50 ass times because it was the funniest shit I'd ever seen in my life. And he was actually straight up posting videos of cock milking porn on Maine. And it took so many of his friends to tell him, no, what are you doing? This is not a Chinese communist reading program. That's fetish porn. You're posting fetish. You got fooled. That's not the CCP. This is just a porn video people pay and jerk off to, sir. <laughs> That's that is not me calling out the levers of power, truly. Or is it? Or is it? Watch and watch and see. Watch and see what happens. They're gonna oh, all these accusations. They're all false. It's because of the fucking cock milking fetish porn. Fund wasn't covering these businesses' losses. Not even close. Support Noe through his company raised millions of dollars for businesses as, as long as they kept employing their workers throughout the lockdowns, and, and that got the attention of the government. In, in not a good way, you know. A year later, he was accused of, can you guess, sexual misconduct. There's a lot of people who have said the same things and are not accused of rape by seven women, though, that you could invoke, right? Did you have to make, like, there's people who said worse or, or had much bigger reach than the barstool guy. Like, who the fuck is listening to the barstool sports guy and all of a sudden they're like, you know... Uh, that dude, he's on to something, right? Like, I wasn't thinking about this before, but now fucking big pharma. Hmm. Maybe they are fucking with us, you know? Maybe we got to fucking take down the whole system, you know what I'm saying? I think fucking comrades, I don't know, we're ready for the fucking revolution now. You know, this dude's fucking calling it. Like, 
a couple of people have been like, ah, yeah, fuck Big Pharma, am I right, bro? Yeah, bro, fuck Big Pharma. Yeah. Founder of website and media company. Vaccine turns your brain into goo, that's why I'm a pure blood. I got the fucking pure semen, bro. Yeah, me too, bro. Yeah, fucking lock on that. Can't wait to use it someday. It's going to be real cool when someone wants to receive it. Barstool Sports is firing back today at alarming allegations of sexual misconduct. A report by Business Insider details alleged <laughs> sexual encounters between Dave... Like, this dude is not threatening the system. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't be halfway towards Gollum and be threatening the system. <laughs> you can't be evolving Animorph style into Gollum, the character, and fucking be threatening the system Portnoy simultaneously. One of the alleged victims <laughs> says she was literally screaming in pain. Portnoy calls the article a uh. piece and denies the allegations. NBC News has not independently verified these allegations. NBC News didn't verify the accusations, but of course they're happy to repeat them. It's a familiar story. And it's the inevitable result of believe all women. This is the legacy of hashtag me too. You can either do what you're told mm -hmm. or the most powerful forces in the country will try to destroy you. With respect to Russell Brand, I think we're left with two possibilities. Okay? And neither of them are good. One is that Brand is an innocent man being smeared by the mainstream media. And I don't know for sure if this is what's happening here or not. Nobody can know. I wasn't there. I just don't know. But, but that's how the game is played. Just by printing the accusation, you have forever tarnished a man's reputation, whether it's true or not. After all, the most that even his most ardent defenders can say, his most ardent defenders, the most they can say, is that he's probably not a rapist. And this is what makes the media's willingness to print accusations, no matter how credible or incredible they are, so sinister. They know that the accusations will devastate a man's life and reputation, even if there's no evidence to support them. Even this took over a year. Over a year. They interviewed hundreds of witnesses to corroborate testimony, to corroborate medical records. They fucking went through his entire career, logs upon logs. They went through his fucking old radio shows where he, yes, was doing sexual harassment at the very least. I would say sexual assault in some cases. He was like physically whipping his dick out and pissing in front of people, filling up bottles of piss and shit like that against their consent and then asking him to stop and things like there's so much to this. It's not it, like when he originally made that video the night before and he was like, hey, I think they're coming for me. There's going to be this major media outlet and this other thing. And I was like, well, there's probably going to be like, you know, a couple accusations that are going to come out uh, and new ones too. Like everyone knew that he was a sex pest and a creep. And I knew there had been rumors that he had done bad things, right? I didn't know it was going to be this comprehensive and thorough and involve teenagers and grooming and, and again, have all these fucking testimonies that are, that are brought back up or cooperated with medical evidence and rape crisis centers and shit. Like that was a very, very thorough article that again, published in the UK like you don't fuck around with slander and libel in the UK of that degree like you will get fucked there was a team a team of lawyers going over this shit being like we gotta dot every fucking piece of this because otherwise holy shit he will destroy us he, he, he will he's very litigious he's shown himself to be that in the past other women who have tried to come forward in the past he's gotten litigious we now see their logs we know he does that uh, this is going to be a problem unless we do have direct again evidence being able to back up all of our claims in real time even if they're debunked and refuted, even if, even if positive evidence can be presented proving that the thing didn't happen, just the very fact the accusation was ever made is already enough to permanently damage someone. But there's another possibility here. The other possibility is that the media's claims are true. In that scenario, Brand is a known serial rapist who victimized multiple women for years during the height of his fame. That's what the media is saying. Okay. That's what they want us to believe. Okay. Okay, that's their narrative. 
for the sake of argument, let's 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 that's that's what two outlets have said. Multiple women have said. Just just be clear on that. This is not a con like coordinated media conglomerate attack all simultaneously. And then people reporting on it report on the first hand journalism, second hand. That's why you see all other outlets like Yahoo, for example, will suddenly be like. The Times and Channel 4 have released a report that a damning report of that that shows that multiple women have accused uh, Russell Brand of grooming and raping uh, a range of people, some of them young as 16 years old, and that there is a lot of credible ed evidence like that's what they're now reporting on because it's going to get, yes, a lot of attention. And it is a very big story that one of the biggest A-list celebrities turned weird ass political gurus has an incredibly detailed history of uh, rape and grooming. Let's uh go with that for a moment with that narrative sure but here's the thing about it the, the one that again as of now has a large amount of evidence presented and in the opposite direction we have conspiracy like we we have brand's own testimony that he doesn't deny having sex with a 16 year old for example but says that every one of his relationships was consensual and that this could be a coordinated attack on him being a truth teller and, and releasing stuff on the media that's it's option a all right that could be conspiracy all these people are now coming forward to try and take him down as part of some big government plot. He's provided zero evidence to that. None. There's been no, like even when he they said that his legal team said that to the the media outlet, they then asked him to provide evidence of that there is statements by other testimonies that directly refute the ones that they in fact had had, and they provided none. So, if that's true, it makes the media arguably even worse than if they were inventing these claims out of whole cloth. Because it means that they left Brand alone. They allowed him. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's pretty fucked up. That's why this looks really bad on Channel 4, on the BBC, on MTV, on every fucking network that he was ever enabled on. If multiple people, by the way, and this was in the documentary if you'd watched it, Matt, they actually ask, is it true that Brand had clauses where they said that he would be a danger to women and that women should not be in a room alone with him? Because they had some evidence towards that as well, that he was so notorious and so known that certain studios felt that it would be in the safety of their staff to keep women away from him. That's bad. Yes. Yes, that's really bad. To continue abusing women for years and years until he said things they disagreed with. Remember, part of this whole story is that this was a, an open secret. Everyone knew this was happening. That's what the media is saying. Well, if everyone knew it, the media must have known it. And it yes, that, that, that's part of the call-outs. There's, there's call-outs towards the BBC, towards MTV, and towards Channel 4 in Dispatch. Now, I'll grant you, they don't go as hard as you think they should maybe on Channel 4 because, oh, maybe there's a conflict of interest. They're clearly trying to absolve themselves by involving themselves so deeply in this because, yeah, it looks really bad. It looks really bad when you had someone who had, again... A well-known industry secret who had preyed upon both staff and, and guests to shows where there are multiple accusations at this point of raping, grooming, pedophilia, that kind of stuff. That's, uh, that's, that's really bad. It's really bad if you, you had created an environment where that, that went by. And uh, there were video footage of him clearly sexually assaulting guests in shows that we just watched in the documentary itself. Like, you can't just take your pants off and start grinding your ass on someone else. You're sexually assaulting them if you do that. And he would do that on the show. And that's the stuff that was in the show. So, yeah, it's really bad on the studio to just sit back and be like, ah, oh, that's, yeah, he's, he's, he's silly. He's a sex addict, you know, he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's a little scamp. He's a little scamp, that Russell Brand. You really got to watch out. He seems kind of innocent. And before you know it, he could be sexually assaulting you. Say anything. They didn't report on it. 
until the moment that he became inconvenient to them. Both of those options are horrific in their own way. And in either case, it's clear who the real enemy is. The rapists, the groomers, the pedophiles. Yeah. It's bad for the media to, to run cover or protect them. It's bad for any organization in general to protect abusers, to, to, to run cover for them. That stuff's all bad. That's bad, yeah. But the, the, the villain here, insofar as we know and the evidence dictates, is Russell Brand. That's, that's what we've learned so far. I mean that's pretty expected that Matt Walsh was gonna go down there. Actually, no, I shouldn't even say that. I can't believe he, I can't believe he was invoking that many different people. <laughs> I was like, why are you invoking people who are just pretty well known for being complete pieces of shit and extremely dangerous and scary? That part's odd. All bizarre to me. Do you enjoy the surfs but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free, just like the podcast. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. This show is produced by amazing people like you. And if you want to help us out, please consider donating over at patreon.com slash the surfs. The show is made possible thanks to Amazing Fletch, Anna Loves Riley, Ariane McCarthy, Cheryl Alvarez, Doug Cady, Everything Important, Hegbard Celine. La Media Panza, Matthew Scarborough, Multimondi, Omni, Peanut Butter Blondie, Political Papi, Quiet185, Rachel K, Riley and Anna, Roller Dragon, Ruby K, Sir Nickus, Spinach Monster, Stellar Vision, Sebastian Demo, Tech Tink, Trevbot EXE, Words Greenwood, and not to mention all of the amazing and fabulous people you now see before you.